In the land down under, there dwelleth a strange mammal that looks like an otter glued a bunch of other animal parts onto its body. The platypus is famous not only for its odd look, but also for its odd behavior. But bills and tails aren't the only tricks the platypus has picked up. It also has some offensive and defensive trait that make it the most interesting animal in the world. To us. But that's just how you survive in Australia here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a creature that looks like it's specked into every skill tree, but more on that later. Yeah, it's absolutely not a very well-optimized RPG character. <laughs> it's kind of like a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, which means you get absolutely destroyed by both magic-wielding and melee bosses. It's just unless, really rough. Unless you're playing a fighting game in which you're Mario. And you're just well-rounded. That's true. Fighting games are different than RPGs. <laughs> but what are we talking about? Are we talking about Mario? <laughs> We're talking about video games. <laughs> yeah, I know. So weird. For, so weird of us. We are talking about the king of fools, the 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 premier weird animal, the one that everyone's thinking, why haven't they talked about this yet? It's the weirdest animal of all time, the platypus. Yeah, it's kind of like a given. Just any, like, just if you're talking about weird animals, you can't not include the platypus. And we've held off from talking about it long enough, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I feel like once we got to our hundredth, we earned the right to do the obvious ones, you know? Yeah, even though we did the tardigrade and the mantis shrimp, like, on within our first ten those are probably on top 10 lists of weird animals. Yep, yep. But hey, you guys liked them. They got lots of lots of views. But yeah, everyone's staring at their audio players. Yeah, everybody's everybody's listening to our first episode ever on the Humboldt Squid. That's like our worst episode ever. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like a, one of our most listened to, and it's like the clunkiest, and there's a lot of more ums and, than usual. Yeah, it, the, I was our editing a lot, but that's pretty. Our editing skills weren't on point. Yoshi barked for half. My dog Yoshi barked <laughs> for half of it. The audio is just not that great. We don't have any of our segments. It's just I don't I don't understand why that has like 500 views. People like to start. People didn't want to like get to the just start with the most recent episode and not know any of the lore. You know? I have never uh, logged on to a new podcast and gone back to the first episode, but. Hey, if everyone listens to the entire show, that's that works for me. <laughs> yeah. I ain't complaining. It's just I'm, I always just like, oh, a new podcast. I'm gonna listen to literally the last episode that came out. Did you guys know that if you all, if every single person that listens to this podcast shared it with one friend that doesn't, our podcast listens would double. That's crazy. <laughs> Where'd you even get that math from? It, I crunched the numbers. It took a fortnight, but it it, it it was worth it. Well, we're back to talking about video games. 
Fortnite. <laughs> no. Can we talk about the platypus, please? Sure. Would you like to hear? Do you have any names? I do. I do. Um, even though platypus is a fun enough name anyway, but we'll call it here. The wet weasel duck shark beaver. You know, rolls right off the tongue. Um, also, the cutest chimera. And, of course, Perry. <laughs> Perry the platypus. Yeah. Can't not call it Perry. Maybe the most famous platypus. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't think of any others. Would the only, like to hear the only about famous ones. Yeah. Science's names? Tell us a science. Tell me, tell, me, tell me one science, please. It's in the kingdom. You know, love NRN, the kingdom Animalia. All right, that's, the a, that's enough science for me. I can't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you you love it. I do love it. I am in it. So and and the phylum you're also in is Chordata. The class is Mammalia, though that is challenged in certain. Well, it's not actually challenged, but it it's the animal weird. itself defies its stars in that way. <laughs> but science is, is like that nah, a, chill. Is, is that a Romeo Juliet reference? Oh, of course. Oh. <laughs> but the, but uh, a Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet? It's no, it's the it's the it's just the regular one. Oh. There's just a scene where he like gets down on his knees and screams to the sky that he Isn't there guns the in that one? Yeah, it's like it, it takes place in like nineteen ninety-three. <laughs> Everybody looks like they're in NSYNC. It's not it's not good. <laughs> Speaking of NSYNC. This platypus is in the order Monotremata. Okay. I'll I'll take it. Uh because NSYNC lays eggs of albums, you know. Sure, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Family is You got this. Ornithorhynchidae. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I think it's the last surviving member of this family. Yeah, it is. And it's the genus Ornithorhynchus. Mm-hmm. And the species, Anatinus, Anatinus, Ornithorhynchus Anatinus. Anatinus. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, it is the only member of its family genus, family and genus, and of course the only member of its species. But since we're in the business of naming things, let's get to my favorite part of the show. That little part of the show I like to call Measure Up. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I got into the character. I meant critter groups. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the show. Uh, critter groups. There, you can splice that in somewhere. Um, the part of the show where I ask you a question, Joe, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal, or what is the collective noun, or what is the term of venery? For this animal, and of course, we're talking about platypuses. I don't think it's platypi. Actually, yes, it's definitely not platypi. It's platypuses. Um, so, if you saw a bunch of platypuses swimming around, having a great time, uh, or waddling around, or whatever, uh, would you say that's a a paddle of platypuses? B a splash of platypuses? C a committee? of platypuses or dia dynasty of platypuses give me run those first two by me again paddle and splash i'm gonna go with paddle mm, whatever paddle it's the obvious choice but there's no rhyme or reason so go with your heart final answer yes ding 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 you're correct whoa why is that the obvious choice 
Because its tail looks like a paddle. But it splashes. It does. I, and you weren't but even so does you weren't even diverted by committee and dynasty. Oh, I thought hard, long and hard about both of those, but okay. they seem <laughs> dynasty just doesn't seem right. Doesn't feel. I went with my heart, even even though last week we learned that that was a thing not to be trusted. Yes, but, yes. I was afraid that the fact that C was committee and D was dynasty would be it would be apparent that I made them up. Well, you you said you've done that before, yeah, but yeah. since they didn't all align to that this time, then it, it, I, I, if I had thought of it, it would made maybe would have thought maybe maybe would have made me think twice. I'm trying not to establish a pattern, but I will establish <laughs> a paddle of platypuses. That is a pretty cute uh, term of venery. I yeah. just I can just picture a small clear pond with. A, a whole paddle of platypuses just ha having a great time. Me too. Okay, so would you like to know what it looks like? Yes. Okay. I've, I'm at the edge of my seat because this well, is actually the craziest part about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A platypus has one of the most infamous looks in the animal kingdom. These duck-billed beavers look like hybrid animals from the world of Avatar, the last airbender, not the blue one. Not the, uh, not the blue at last airbender, the... The Chinese one <laughs> takes place in China. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretend China. Yeah. Yes, yes, magic China. Um, it's so weird. When Europeans first saw drawings of it in the 18th century, they thought it was a hoax, like the uh, jackalope. Yeah, jackalope. I, I would, I would probably think the same thing. Uh, the platypus has a river animals or river mammals body, like a beaver or an otter, with thick, dense fur. To wick off moisture and glide through the water like a pair of moisture wicking dockers. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> also, like a beaver, they have broad, flat tails that aid in swimming. Although I think they might be a little less flat than a beaver's. I don't think they're meant for slapping down uh, sticks in mud. No, but broad they are. All four of their paws are also broad and webbed like a beaver's back paws. Their front paw, paw the beaver's front paws are like little rodent hands. Mm -hmm. but little, their back paws are people raccoon hand. Yeah, but their back paws are more like all four of the platypus's paws, like webbed duck feet. Yeah, the strangest part of their body may be their bills, which are broad as well. And help them to root around on riverbeds for food. They have duck bills. What are they doing with duck bills? No one knows. They're rooting around. Well, we know the what they do with for them. food. We don't know how they got them. You know where they found them. But that's what I got for the description. Except for there's one thing that remains to be discussed, and that is its color, the size, and dimensions. Oh. It's brown. Uh, its size and dimensions. <laughs> dimensions of this relatable creature uh that brings us to the listener's favorite part of the show welcome to the beloved measure up segment it's the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family it's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying singing or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com we do have a new measure up intro this week <gasps> From an old friend, the honey badger. Oh, this 
this individual is back. Uh, and but this time he's not alone. He brought a friend. Double honey badger all the way no. across the sky. It's not another honey badger. He says, he says, I'm back with my hunting partner. Well, let's find out what hunting partner this is. Oh, the, never mind. Go ahead. The coyote? It could be. Uh, no, 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 no. The, um, that, that bird that finds honey for the honey badger. Maybe. Well, which, it, let's toss up. Let's see which one it is. Okay. It's, Without not, further, defi- it's definitely not a coyote because coyotes and honey badgers don't live on the same continent. But you're whatever, be upset. go. <laughs> Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure up. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, I was that was alarming. But I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there you have it. Thanks, Honey Badger, for your second submission and for the, the help of the, uh, your coyote friend, who I imagine if a Honey Badger was lost in the American Southwest, he'd team up with a Honey Badger. I mean, uh, a coyote. With a coyote. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like his escaped his zoo. Or the other way around. You know, maybe in, uh, you know, Southeast Africa, they have zoos with coyotes in them. I wonder. Probably not. <laughs> they've, uh, got, they've got enough weird animals over there that they don't need to take animals from other parts of the world to show. They're like, just go outside. There's a <laughs> there's a giant giraffe there. Yeah. That's how Africa is, right? There's just giraffes outside all the time. <laughs> yeah, usually. Uh, let's talk length. Males average uh, around... Uh, can Or males can go up to 50 centimeters or 20 inches... Females are a little bit smaller, like 17 inches. How many platypuses go into the weight, the weight, the height of the Parliament House in Canberra, Australia? Here's hmm. a hint. The current Parliament House has been in use since 1988. Before that, the Australian government had decided to build a temporary house to be used for 50 years. It ended up being used for 61 years. They just didn't follow through on their promise. In the last of in the last of those years, it was plagued by not enough space. That's the that was the worst plague brought down on the Egyptians. Uh huh. Not enough space. Um, I'm imagining it's pretty similar, probably to the British Parliament House, because British people founded the. What we what we know Australia to be today, so yeah, in 1998 and 1988. Well, no, but they're still like their architecture and stuff probably still has har- harkens back to it. I imagine. Well, imagine you are a po- uh, a little powdered wig parliamentary politician from down under, and you've been in a tiny office for the past ten years. And it's time to build a new place. How big are you gonna make it? Depends on how how many uh, how much money I could squeeze out of the tax paying uh, citizens of Australia. <laughs> um, I'm gonna imagine it's uh, into the height. I'll say it's so. If it's like the regular parliament, that means that there's probably like a 
a, a focal point at the center that's taller than all the rest. So I'll say, say 80 feet. That sounds okay. Um, it's not like a skyscraper. It's got to be this big building, kind of like the Library of Congress kind of-esque building. Um, although that's not 80 feet. I'll say 100. That works for me. And how how long did you say this thing was? Uh, 50 centimeters or 20 inches. 20 inches. Couldn't it be 24 inches? That would make things so much easier. Um, if you knew metric, it would make things cause easier. Because it's small. I mean, it's smaller than two feet. Then we'll say 57. 57 platypuses? Yes. Final answer? Yes. The correct answer is 210.6. Oh, so this is a tall thing. This the is Parliament a, like House a 400 is, foot tall thing. It's 107 meters or th- 351 feet. Ooh, that is tall. It is tall. And you thought it was just this quaint little Australian Capitol building. No, I was just picturing the British Parliament building. That That's not 300 feet tall. Who could say? Uh, the British. The internet. <laughs> Let's talk weight. They go between 0.7 to 2.4 kilograms or 1 pound 9 ounces to 5 pounds 5 ounces. How many kiwi eggs go into the weight of a platypus? Kiwi eggs. That's a different a, that's a different, different place. Yeah. Though often mistaken for one another in terms of accent but here's a hint kiwi eggs are the largest proportional to body size for any bird Uh, the egg takes up a huge amount of space in the tiny bird's body cavity and comes out much larger than a chicken egg despite a kiwi being much smaller than a chicken i'm gonna say it's a quarter of a pound which means quarter pounder yeah it's give qu- me a quarter pounder omelet please oh that sounds delicious um so i'm gonna say 21 yes no 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 20 23 23 kiwi 23 eggs. eggs it's in five five pounds five ounces upper end of average so yeah the correct answer is eight. Oh well those are big eggs Kiwi eggs are 30 grams. They're about a half a pound, 0.6. Oh, my. That is... 300 grams. Sorry, not 30. That's like if you egg somebody, you might accidentally kill them. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's like, man, like, that's a big egg for a little bird. Yeah, I've never seen a kiwi up close, but... Wait a minute. I have to know something. A kiwi bird is like four pounds <laughs> so does it as an egg that's half a pound yeah good good eighth of its body weight yeah yeah increase your body weight by an eighth it's a great diet season diet season for for kiwis is just laying laying an egg <laughs> hokey dokey that's all i got all right Time for the major fact. No, oh, it's a, let's do some fast facts, actually. Oh, wow. You That's just, all I got for a measure up. You just totally threw me <laughs> through a, a, a loop of lies there. 
there's more than one fun thing about this this bird mammal. <laughs> this beaver bird. <laughs> this beaver bird rep, reptile, be, Justin Bieber. Uh, the platypus lives in eastern Australia and in Tasmania. They prefer lands with waterways like streams and rivers that support their semi-aquatic lifestyle. They, the look of a platypus isn't where it stops being a strange collection of animal traits. It's also one of only three living monotremes. Uh, four living monotremes. I forgot one. Uh, which are mammals that lay eggs. The other four are species of echidna. Platypuses lay two to three already fertilized eggs at a time. Uh, though they have a bill like a duck, their eggs are soft and leathery like a reptile. Ew. They incubate. Yeah. It's nice for the laying, I'm sure. I'm sure, yes. They incubate inside their mother for 28 days and only incubate outside for about 10 days. So they, they kind of lay eggs. It's kind of more, it's more like I'm really sick of incubating this thing in my body. I'm just going to put it down. Yeah, we're going to do we're going to do the, the the last lap of this relay outside. So you you can't really make a platypus omelet by collecting their eggs cuz they're there's a little baby platypus yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you would uh I wonder if they like chickens lay eggs whether or not they're fertilized. Like they just lay eggs anyway. Who? Them? No. No. The the, the, the eggs they lay are I, I somebody googled uh, when I was doing research somebody googled can you have can you eat platypus eggs? And they were like I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you're a monster. <laughs> Unscrupulous egg eating. Uh, when hunting, they close their eyes and rely on other senses to locate their target like a Jedi. But that's because underwater, their eyes aren't that great. That You had shown me something that their, their eyes are very different from a typical mammal's. Yeah, their eyes aren't that great in general. Yeah. Maybe they are because they do all their hunting with their broad bill snouts because the the, sn- the snout have has this soft, sensitive skin on the end that can feel for subtle signs of prey like movement and vibrations. Uh, and then they eat worms and larvae and shrimp and crayfish. So maybe because that's how they do most of their hunting underwater where mammal eyes, unless they're specialized... <laughs> that aren't aren't that good. Um, You'd think that, but like they don't need their and, eyeballs as much anymore. Otters have, I mean, better eyes than that. So, but that's true. There are. It doesn't have these other uh, senses to to rely on. That's that's true, and that's all I got. Okay, well, in that case, it's time for the major fact, which I am calling. The Rogues Gallery, Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery, Venom and Electro. <laughs> uh, so as we mentioned, and as you already know, the platypus is a weird animal. Despite laying eggs, having a duck bill, webbed feet, mole fur, and a beaver tail, there are a few other tricks it has up its sleeve. And the first comes down to the infamous cowboy basketball team, the Spurs. Male platypuses have little spikes on their hind duck feet that inject a protein-based venom into would-be attackers. 
which is mostly like rival males. They don't really get a lot of actual attackers. And this venom is used, uh, is unique to platypuses. And it's strong enough to kill small to medium-sized animals. So people have actually lost their dogs to platypus venom. So don't mess with them. Uh, and it it's not fatal to humans, but it'll cause excruciating pain. Uh, and it's often enough to incapacitate you. So be careful when handling them, as cute as oh, they are. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, I know you pick them up every day, so just, just keep that in mind. Um, just be careful. Uh, the venom actually causes fluid retention in and near the wound, and uh, it can also cause you to become extra sensitive to pain for months afterward. Oh, no. Yeah, you know that, like, feeling you get, uh, like, like being like having a burn a first degree burn don't uh get broken up with right after a platypus <laughs> sting <laughs> oh yeah don't watch oh, the pers- extra sensitive don't w- watch the pursuit of happiness right after <laughs> right after getting stung by a platypus <laughs> um yeah so like all of this crazy stuff and then it just has like stingers on the back of its feet it's like this is a Swiss Army knife animal. It's Batman. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the males are only venomous during mating season. So if you catch a male on the other side of mating season, they they can still stab you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm which a, isn't great. Yeah, getting stabbed isn't great, but getting stabbed with poison is even less great. Venom, I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, things could always be worse. You could have been stabbed. You could have been stabbed with poison. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we used to say that all the time. Like, if you're encountering a bad situation, just remember that you could always be stabbed, and, and that's worse. And that's 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 probably going to make your situation worse. And even, if you're stabbed, even if you've already been stabbed, you could be you stabbed. Been stabbed with poison. Yeah, you, are you? Or, even if you've already been stabbed, you could be stabbed again, and that <laughs> that's that automatically makes your situation worse. So, and now you have poison on top of it. There's just, it's just. Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's not the only trick that uh, Perry the platypus has up his sleeve. He also he also knows the uh, the the special move electrolocation, which he learns at level forty five after defeating Blaine. <laughs> the we're just going full video game on this one. Uh, the but electrolocation is the ability to use electricity to locate prey. And you probably already know this. We've mentioned it uh, with sharks. Sharks have electrolocation. So, and a lot of other fish uh, have it as well. They, they can sense the electrical fields generated when a muscle contracts. So they can sense specifically when like flailing or struggling fish or insects or things or shrimp uh, pop up on their radar because there's a lot of muscle contraction. So that this ability is helps them underwater when their uh, terrible eyes are closed anyway. Um, so they uh, when they're digging around at the bottom of lakes and streams and things like that for uh, crayfish and shrimp and whatnot um their electroreceptors are 
constantly looking for uh, for prey around them, as well as using their tactile senses on their on their uh, their bill for anything that they come in contact with. Um, and the electroreceptors are in their duck bill as well. So this bill actually serves a purpose. And if it's lucky, it'll be written into a law. <laughs> Get it? I'm just a bill. Just <laughs> a lonely... This is a schoolhouse rock reference. Um, so, yeah, it's when it completely... When it goes underwater, it completely closes its eyes, ears, n- and nose. So it, it totally relies on tactile sensation and um, it relies on electricity to eat, kind of like me, because I like microwave dinners. <laughs> and on a final note, uh, they found out they recently found out that a platypus will glow if you shine a black light on it. So just just to throw that on there, it's also wow. It's it's also has a measure of fluorescence under UV light. <laughs> just an all around great guy. <laughs> All around, he's got a glowing personality. He's the the most he's the most interesting man in the world. He's the Dosecki's platypus. He doesn't always drink water, but when he does, it's river water. Because <laughs> that's all there is, and I also <laughs> yeah, he also peed in it, so it's just <laughs> it's just weird. Uh and that's it. I mean, it's it's basically like it, uh, again with the mammals, especially like famous mammals, tend to have lots of different crazy stuff that they can do um and the platypus is no exception <clears throat> no exception indeed well, that's Elec- all i got electroreception all right so for you out there in podcastia close your eyes take a dive and become the greatest hits album of the animal kingdom like joe steve katie and matthew perry the platypus here in life death and taxonomy Hey, LDT listeners. Thanks for listening to the end of the episode. For your loyalty, you get a shameless self-promotion from us. If you haven't already, leaving a review on your favorite podcast app can really help us grow. But telling your podcast-loving friends about us is even better. Also, don't forget to send in your measure-up intros and animal suggestions to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. As always, thanks, most of all, for listening. Okie dokie. Moving right along.